What's up, guys? This is Tanner and Josh back with another episode of the Gregorich Ministries podcast. And this week, we wanted to talk to you guys about something that we think is the most important thing you'll ever know, and that's the love of God for you. And so we want to get into scripture this week and actually just see what see what the Bible has to say, you know, not just say opinions or things that you might have seen on Instagram, but we just want to we want to look at scripture. And so to start, we wanted to look at the beginning, the actual beginning, and that's in Genesis chapter one. And it's God talking about when he created man. It's Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And he says, Let us make man in our image. And in the image of God, he created male and female. And so we want to let you guys know this week that from the very beginning of time, when God created human, when he created the, the very people that we are, he had a part to play in creating you. And he had a part to play by creating you in that very image of God. And, you know, some of you might have been born in, in a broken relationship or you might have been adopted or people have said that you were an accident. But we want you to know that the Bible says that you were created in the image of God. You know, in Ecclesiastes, it said that there's a time to be born. So no matter what circumstance or however you came into the earth, we want you to know that you're created in the image of God. You're created just like God. And another place that scripture talks about that very strong is it's in Psalm chapter 139. And so we want to go there and and just see what it has to say. And if you look in the beginning, Psalm 139 verse 1 says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Isn't that amazing that, that God of all the universe knows everything that there is to know about you? There's nothing he doesn't know. Verse 2 says, you perceive every movement of my heart and soul. You understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. Wow. Just those those thoughts that you have about yourself or those thoughts that you might be thinking about your future or your job or whatever it is, before a thought comes in your mind, God knows about it. He's so so intimately aware of who you are, and it says that later. Verse 3 and 4, you are so intimately aware of me. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words that I'm about to speak, even before I speak a sentence. You know every step that I will take before my journey even begins. And verse 5 says this, says that you've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me, and listen to this, to spare me from the harm of my past. So God is going into, into your future and preparing each step. He's opening doors. He's putting people in your life that need to be there. And he's following behind you to make sure that nothing in your past ever can come back and harm you. Yeah, and if you're looking at verse 6, it says, This is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. And what I love is starting in verse 7, it says, Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. And if I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. And so what that's saying is saying, no matter where I've been, no matter where I'm going to go, God is going to be there. No matter what decisions you've made, no matter what mistakes you've done, God is there. It literally says, if if I went down to the 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 realm of the dead that's saying that if you went down to hell if you're mm-hmm. living in hell on earth if you're the farthest off if you're doing the worst things in the world god is there yeah and in a lot of translations it actually says if i make my bed in hell yep. and so that's saying if i if the decisions that i've made have brought me into a place where i'm experiencing hell on earth 
God is still there. So even in my darkest moment, he's still there with me. Yep. It's so amazing. If you keep reading, it says, it's impossible to disappear from you or to mm. ask darkness to hide me for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. Yep. And in verse 12 there, it actually says, it says, there's no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as day. So that means, <laughs> so that means that the darkest moment of your life, whenever you saw no hope, God was still in it, seeing the best about you and the best that the the way that you were going to get out of that situation, even though you couldn't see it. Yep. And he looked into that night, the darkest day that you ever lived, and he saw you for you. Why? Because he created you in his very image. And verse 13 says, you formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. So when you were born, it's not just because man came into woman and you were born, but in that moment, God was there forming your delicate inside and intricate outside. In your mother's womb, God was there having a part to play. No matter the circumstance, he was there. And then verse 14 says, I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. And other translations, you've probably heard that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. So really think about that. You know, there's there's things in the earth that we would say are, are like marvelous or wonderful, like yeah. something like the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls. And people would say, wow, that's wonderful. Wow, that looks amazing. I know Josh and I, we were in Kenya one time and we, we saw the Rift Valley and it's a valley that goes all the way across the country and you, you can look down and see for miles and miles and miles and you would say that, wow, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful view. What the Bible says is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So not just the creation on the earth, but you yourself, God says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And if you look down at verse 15, it says, You even formed every bone in my body. You created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. And then listen to this. You saw who you created me to be even before I became me. Before I'd seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. So guys, I don't care what you think about yourself, what you might, what you might have a perception of yourself, or what other people even say about you. God carefully and skillfully wove you in your mother's womb. He was there from the beginning, creating you to be just like him. Yeah, and you said something about what we think about ourselves. And I think that in order for us to really think about ourselves the right way, we have to see how God thinks about us. And we've got to understand that he's always thinking good thoughts. So in verse 17, still in Psalms 139, it says, uh, 17 and 18 in the Passion, it says, every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. And when I awake each morning, you're still with me. And so what he's saying is he's thinking about you all the time. Every moment of every day, God is thinking about you. And it says that those thoughts are precious and wonderful and that he's, you're constantly on his mind. And, you know, what I love about that is it says that the, that his thoughts towards you outnumber the grains of sand on every shore. But imagine just taking a handful of sand. 
just holding a handful of sand in your hand and slowly releasing it from your hand and somehow trying to find a way to count each grain of sand as it falls. It'd be impossible. There's way too many. But then imagine going beyond just a handful, but actually looking down the entire coast and seeing the whole shoreline. And imagine how much sand, how many grains are just on that coast. And then taking it a step further and adding up every grain of sand in the entire world, somehow finding a way to count those grains and still find that God's thinking about you more than all of them added together. So that means he's thinking about us constantly, all the time. And what that means is even when my mind's not on him, his mind's on me. And when I become aware of that, that makes me want to think about him and then in this, and in turn actually start to experience him in my life. But, you know, thinking about his thoughts, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, but to give you a hope and a future. So not only is he thinking about you all the time, but he's always thinking good things about you, things about your future that are good, a hope that he has for you. And the hope that he has for you is him, because he knows that for all of your days, you're going to have access to him. And he knows that that's going to cause you to live a good life. And so what we want to see is that the way that we can start thinking about ourselves the right way is by hooking up with the way that God thinks about us and the way that he loves us. And, you know, another scripture that really solidified God's love for me and taking it beyond just the way that he thinks about us, but how he feels about us and how he responds to us. And that's in Zephaniah 3.17. And in the Amplified, it says, The Lord your God is in the midst of you. He is a mighty one, a Savior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction and in his love for you, he will make no mention of past sins, nor will he ever recall them. And then at the very end, at the one of my favorite parts, it says that he will dance over you with singing. But we want to just kind of just break it down a little bit. Beginning at the very beginning, it says the Lord your God is in the midst of you. And so what he's establishing is that at the very beginning, he wants you to know he's with you, he's for you, and he's always going to be on your side. He said, the Lord your God is in the midst of you, and he's a mighty one, a Savior who saves. And that means that he's able to do whatever it is that you need done in your life. And so beyond just being a Savior who saves, it says he's rejoicing over you with joy. And really think about that. He's the very source of joy. Joy comes from him, but he's saying, I'm rejoicing over you, or I'm getting joy from you. And it doesn't say it's because you're reading your Bible or because you prayed for someone and they got healed or because you spoke in front of a thousand people and proclaimed the gospel. It says he's rejoicing over you because you're you and because he loves you and because he cares about you. And then moving on and going further in that scripture, it says that he will make no mention of past sins, nor will he ever recall them. It says he'll be silent in his love for you and make no mention. That means that he's never going to bring up who you used to be, what you used to do. He's never going to use it against you. He's not going to bring it up to you, let alone is he going to bring it up to himself. So that's amazing to know that you have freedom, complete freedom from your past. Not only can you forgive yourself, but you know that God already forgave you. And then going even further, it says that he will dance over you with singing. 
God of all the universe, creator of heaven and earth. He is dancing and singing because we're his children. He loves us and he cares about us. And he ne so, never says that he stops singing. He's always doing it. He's always rejoicing, always celebrating us as his children. And we want you to know that from the beginning, God has always felt this way about you. He's always loved every single detail about you because he created you in his image. And then we get into the New Testament and we see that, yes, Jesus died on the cross for us. And so many times we, you know, we hear that you're a sinner, you're a sinner. And so Christ had to die for you. He had to die for your sin. And so you just got to accept that you're a sinner. But what it says in the Old Testament is that God loved you and he he knew every single detail about you and on your darkest day he never lost sight of who you were and so it's not just the fact that you got to harp on that you're a sinner but you got to harp on the fact that God loved you so much that on your darkest day he sent Jesus for you not because you're a sinner but because he knows who you were why because Genesis 1 he created you in his very image. And so no matter where you find yourself today, no matter where, what your yesterday was, we want you to know that you were created in the very image of God. And this, from this day on, you can know and experience God personally every single day so that you feel and know that love. Thanks for listening to the Gregor's Ministries podcast this week. If you enjoyed this message, please share it with your friends and your family. And if you know anybody that's dealing with self-worth issues or, or developing their relationship with God, please send them this message. We guarantee it will help them so much. Follow us on all social media at Gregor's Ministries.